In today's world, we are increasingly dependent on technology. Our business and personal lives rely on it, but as you've probably noticed, it's unreliable. They promise it'll get better, but it usually gets worse. Our computers are slow, so we end up squinting at smartphones and tablets. We live in constant fear that something's going to happen to our personal data. So we're scared into paying for fake protection that proves useless when disaster strikes. Update attacks, fake Wi-Fi, cloud control, and other industry scandals are designed to keep the money flowing. The jokers we pay to fix our stuff have no clue what they're doing, so they do a virus scan and then wipe out our precious photos. Intelligent, successful people feel intimidated by the chaos and think it's somehow their fault. If they only knew what the industry was doing to them, they'd get torches and pitchforks. If only we had someone to explain it all in plain English so we can start protecting ourselves. Oh wait, we do! It's the Computer Exorcist Podcast with your host, Mark Anthony Arena. From the Wallace Memorial microphone in my home office, somewhere in western New York, it's the Computer Exorcist Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today. That's right, I said us. My name is Mark Anthony Arena, and I have a special guest uh, for you today, a very special guy who is phoning in for the occasion. We've heard from Dr. Mike, and we've heard from Sergeant Tim. And today, for the first time, we're going to hear from Cousin Joey. He's Marky Mark, what's up, buddy? Hey, so you're not technically my cousin, but uh, what happened was I was on a double date a couple years ago, and we were talking, and I go, wow, you sound just like my cousin. And he goes, I am your cousin. And This that was is it. my best friend. That's right. He's kind of a cross between De Niro and Stallone, except he knows about cars. And a lot shorter. <laughs> so um yeah how are you you ready to do this i'm good mark man how's your mom and your dad everyone's great how you doing how's your family uh, hey everything is good you know what i mean hey all right um couple things first of all tell us uh, about your uh, background about your career oh boy i don't know where to start but for time's sake mark I just grew up spinning wrenches as a kid on bicycles. Then I went to the marine industry, rebuilding boat motors. Long story short, then I went to cars, then I went to heavy construction equipment. Really? Ba 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 ba. So I guess uh, I kind of have my hands a little bit of everything, so to speak. Bada beep, bada bop. Bada bop, bada boo. Can anyone tell where this guy's from? <laughs> hey, listen, come on, huh? Forget uh, about it. Forget about it. Don't no, but Mark, it. you know, I mean, we had that we had that bond early on because you love everything mechanical, like myself, and you love vehicles, and um, that was that was something that drew me to you, Mark. And we're both incredibly Italian. <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> A little bit. I'm so glad you're joining me today. I'm so excited to get your insight on some of these. Crazy I thank you. That's very nice of you. Thank you very much. What do you think? You're a listener of the show, right? I oh, love the show, Mark. I've seen it. Excuse me. I've heard every episode. Amazing. 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 That's so cool. Um, so let's see. First article here for Cousin Joey. 
This Copy. is from March of 2020, Car and Driver magazine. Uh, Ezra Dyer, you know who he is? I do not, but I, I have heard you talk about him. Brilliant. Yeah, brilliant um, journalists here in the auto industry. Um, so I'm going to read my highlights of this article, and then I'll ask for opinion. 10-4. Grand totaled. A drastic Nissan Xterra repair estimate prompts drastic measures. The dealer's quote to fix my friend's 2002 Nissan Xterra was 7200 bucks. Granted, it has the supercharged V6 and a manual transmission, but seven grand? It's not worth seven grand. When it comes to beloved but not particularly valuable old cars, my position has been that there's fixed, and then there's fixed enough. Mm. All we need, right, right. Mm. All we need is a little luck, tools, and a healthy disregard for factory specs. <laughs> mm. Your, if you're looking for one of those fancy mechanics who uses actual gaskets and reinstalls a hundred percent of the bolts he removed, you came to the wrong guy. <laughs> wow. The most expensive part of the estimate was thirty-five hundred dollars um, for a a blower. So it's it's a supercharger blower. Mm-hmm. Presumably that's for a blower hewn from billet platinum with gaskets of caviar installed by the light of a fire fueled by Chippendale desks. <laughs> what? Hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> He's a wordsmith. He is, he is. <laughs> well, later that day, I pushed a wheelbarrow through the rows of salvaged cars at a junkyard looking for a Nissan Xterra and trying not to get distracted by all the other treasures. No, no, I'm not here for a Chrysler Crossfire or a Cadillac DeVille or a 1988 5 Series. So, uh, as luck would have it, two wrenches and some pliers and prize extracted, I discovered this particular M62, which was the blower for that particular Nissan motor, uh, was already on its second go-round, but that's a peril of scavenging. The thing that's wrong with your car was probably also wrong with the car that got scrapped. And I saw that before when I worked in the laptop parts industry where, okay, look, you know, hinges would go all the time, right? If if you weren't careful with your laptop and you'd fling it open and slam it shut, you'd break the hinges. But there are other parts that just don't break. For example, the bottom case, right? It's just a piece of plastic on the bottom. It doesn't Uh see a lot of damage. Uh, so, So what Ezra's saying here is, look, you know, on any given model of laptop or car or whatever, there's usually one part that blows uh, before others do, or some part that was made wrong, or some part that's more troublesome, or or more likely some part that is more exposed to wear and tear. Does that make sense so far? Absolutely, yeah. So in this case, it was the blower on the supercharged V6 motor in the Nissan Xterra. Because I couldn't find any YouTube videos on how to replace the supercharger, I decided to make one myself. And I donned a mullet wig and a Bon Jovi t-shirt and called myself Randy. (laughs) Wow. The Nissan Xterra was boosted once again, and for $3,400 less than that estimate. So it was originally $3,500 for the the blower portion of that estimate, and and he did it for $3,400 less. So he got a blower for $100. That's incredible. That's not counting all the Bud Light that Randy required. (laughs) 
The next time a dealer hits you with a huge bill, maybe try a visit to a junkyard instead. The worst that could happen is your car still doesn't run. All right, you've given me a lot to unpack, and immediately I got to address the fact that you're right. Every single car and every manufacturer has strong points and weaknesses. And thank God for this age of technology we live in, there is a plethora of knowledge available to you to really find out, like to the pinpoint, what those are. And the beauty of this whole thing is that there are tons and tons of aftermarket companies now that know about these weaknesses and have come out with incredible, for lack of a better word, fixes. And they will sell you a much better bearing or a much better hinge, so to speak. Or much better part. You know, when I was working in a certain company in 08, we almost manufactured our own hinge for, I think it was like a 2002 Apple laptop, because only the left hinge broke. Literally, there's a gold mine. If you're, if you're smart enough to engineer a proper fit, and it doesn't have to be complicated. It just, it just needs to be sturdier than, than what the factory was. Brilliant idea. Brilliant. Making it a better car or a better whatever. I would encourage anybody that has that aptitude to, to find a weakness in, I mean, I, God, there's, there's just gobs of money to be had if you, if you can do that. You're so right. And even if you're not an engineer, if you're a business person, whatever, you find the people, make it happen. You know, we, well, we were going to hire a factory to do this. I think a lot of people get intimidated and really, really, it's just, it's Occam's razor. I mean, the simplest answer usually is, is going to be the proper solution. Oh, I like that a lot. Don't overthink it. If you need a better bearing, then, then source a better bearing. Yeah, if you need, and that's that's the thing too. You know, you ever see? Uh, I mean, anytime you go to a car dealer, right? You get those little stickers that say, "Be sure to use genuine factory parts." And well, oh, don't get me don't get me started on don't get me started on the dealership's relationship with the customer. That's a whole episode. That's a whole but episode, it, right? But what I'm saying the, is, sometimes, mm -hmm. and, and in in my opinion, I, I always go toward third party because usually they try harder to do a little bit better quality than the factory. But of course, there's duds as well. But what I'm saying is you could get a genuine factory part or you could look for a third party that's known to do a better quality part. I think that you're onto something with advising people. You got to find out the failure and find other people that have had success with a better part and then have them give you that information as far as, okay, I found, like, have you heard of Dorman? No. So Dorman is an aftermarket company, and they make parts specifically for what you're saying, D-O-R-M-A-N. They specifically specialize in failure-related replacement parts that are better than OEM. Brilliant. They've literally built a billion-dollar business on, on just that. They're, they're a great company. I've had a lot of success with them over the years. And they're and honestly, Mark, they're, they're usually 50% cheaper. Besides, besides, that's incredible. Yeah, I mean, um, but I, I love your idea and I love your recommendation to the listener. Is is find something out there, right? I mean, find something that's that's bothering you, and chances are, it's bothering everyone else. With oh, with almost car. with almost with one hundred percent certainty, if you have an issue with said vehicle, there is definitely someone else that has already had that issue with with that that vehicle or machine or boat i mean this this is a cross-plane thing i mean mm -hmm. this is not just cars this is like 
snowblowers and generators. I mean, they all have their little quirks. And once you can fix those things, you you could be sitting on a very, very reliable piece of whatever it is. Car, boat, course, a plane. lot of it is, is making sure we always have the right to repair. And I'll get you on for another episode, and we'll, we'll explain oh, God, the right God, to repair. That drives me nuts when they do that. No. Uh, all right, anything else? You, any other thoughts on this article? No, I would encourage I would encourage anybody to, to just spend 10, 15 minutes. Forums. I mean, if you don't know about forums, go to forums. Research, research it. It's actually, it's actually very fun. It's, it's very rewarding to really like become Sherlock Holmes of your vehicle or your piece of equipment. You will, you will find it so rewarding. And you know what? I bet those people are Don't thrilled. Be intimidated. Like, thrilled to give people advice, right? If someone calls me up and, hey, Mark, I've got thus and such printer. What do I do? I'm thrilled to give them advice. Well, Mark, if I know you and it's an HP th- printer, you tell me to throw it out the window. That's right. I'll throw it in the ocean. I learned. Uh, that's right. That's right. You you, you know your stuff. Uh, okay, do. ready for another one? I'm ready, Mark. All right. September 2020, autoblog.com. 2020 Chevy Corvette confirmed to have a brake sensor contamination issue. The 2020 Corvette and a number of other GM products are confirmed to have an issue with brake sensor contamination in the brake-by-wire system. And this this terrifies me, by the way. Brake-by-wire means you no longer have a mechanical part where that connects your foot to the actual brake. Okay, so in the old days, you press your foot on the brake, and it pushes some kind of metal arm or a hydraulic, and it squeezes the brakes. So there's nothing between you and the brakes besides real reality, real metal parts. Unfortunately, what they're doing now is drive-by-wire or brake-by-wire, where now you press your foot on the brake, and an evil computer has to be alive in order to send a signal, a command, to those brakes to stop. That's called scary, in my opinion. Anyway, um... Contamination of this material may cause an interruption of communication between the sensor and the brake boost system under certain conditions. Um, For context, the Corvette's brake-by-wire system is significantly different from a traditional braking system. It combines master cylinder, vacuum booster, vacuum pump, and electronic brake control module into a single unit. Oh, great. So it's it's one part that's going to break, right? It's all integrated. They love integrated. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. instead of replacing one of the four parts, you put the whole thing in the garbage and buy another massively expensive part that's all glued together. Wonderful. If there's an interruption of communication with the electronics, brake boost assist could be lost, requiring more brake pedal force to bring it to a stop. Okay, fine. I'm okay with this because at least your foot is still physically connected to the brakes. It's just the boosting system that's electronics. Okay. Mm. So if your power goes out in the car, whatever, at least you are able to press very hard with your foot, press really hard, and you'll be able to stop it. That's good to know. Yeah, that's very good to know for crying out loud, right? These jokers haven't completely destroyed (laughs) this industry, right? Oh, yeah. You could just rely on a computer. Computers are trustworthy. Yeah, when was the last time anyone here had a computer problem? Raise your hand, everyone on Earth. Copy. (laughs) Glad at least you agree. Um, GM says a warning light will come on if brake boost assist is lost. (sighs) 
So instead of actually fixing the problem and putting their energy toward designing something that doesn't break constantly, oh, we'll just put a whole billion dollar computer circuit system so that it has a warning light so you know when your thing breaks. Wow. That's crazy. Thoughts? All right, so so this is this is kind of this is frightening. This is frightening its implication because um you know, I, I remember my grandpa telling me when I was little, he said, Joe, you got to get a car with roll down windows, because if you ever drive off a bridge, you can roll down the windows and swim to shore. And that is such a such a fearful, extreme example. But there's a little bit of truth, because really, I mean, what are you gaining by having that extra millisecond of reaction? Because that's where they do it, right? It's reaction time. They want to be able to to market the vehicle to to a higher-end customer. And maybe it does react a little bit faster. But in my humble opinion, yeah, that, that's a little frightening. That's a little frightening in that there is no tangible connection between my foot and, and my brake calipers, basically. And, I mean, in their defense here, they're saying – you know, just the electronic boost is electronically controlled, but you can still right, push you, your foot down and it right, will you, put you said that, on the but, brake. So that's that's okay. So it you you think that it would be okay, like in a in an emergency situation? Do I think they elaborate fine. on I've that? I've driven cars without a power brakes, you know, or, or an old car that has. Um, or uh, think about it. If you're like rolling your car down your driveway and you don't feel like starting it, you just want to put it in neutral and roll it down the driveway. Yeah, you just push hard with your foot and you're fine. Um, right. What bugs me is that GM spent zillions and zillions on computer circuits to warn you when it doesn't work instead of actually. But Mark, technology technology becomes cheaper by the year. I mean, think and about worse. twenty years. Think about twenty years ago when you had uh, a mirror that would would defrost for you or those little warning lights that are in mirrors, right? I mean, this is, this is all, or a rear view camera 20 years ago, this was all like super high end stuff. Now you would, you could get a brand new Kia for $19,000 and change that has all these bells up because technology is cheap now and it's going to get even cheaper. I just don't like that. It, it gives people, the feeling that they can get away with being lazier and making a shoddier product because it's cheaper. Well, I do. I do agree with that. It definitely, it definitely makes me uneasy though. I don't know. It's like the planes, right? Everything is fly by wire and planes. And that's a whole other conversation. It's just, I get, I guess, I guess because it's, it's fly by wire I get nervous as a mechanic. Mm-hmm. And like you said, all right, so they have some they have some fail safe thing. I mean, brake contamination, what is it? Brake would you say brake sensor contamination? Mm-hmm. I mean, you would think that they would think about that, right? When they were building this whole thing. I don't know. Nah, why would they do that? They'll just do a oh. recall, do an update. Oh, they have to. They have to, Mark. Yeah. Actually that was a couple of years ago I was ranting about the uh, that first year of Corvette where they had an issue where the front, the frunk, the front trunk was flying open. Right. And, and that their, their solution was do an update and do another uh, light on the dashboard that says your frunk is open instead of well, dealerships make a lot of money that. off recalls. You got to remember dealerships make a lot of money off recalls. Oh yeah. 
well, you'd think then that the manufacturer would try to avoid recalls. No, no, they make a ton of money off of recalls. Hmm. So, any other thoughts on this? Mark, I don't know. I mean, I think I got everything on that one. I mean, that was, that was like, wow. I mean, I didn't expect that one from you. I'm impressed that you're delving deep, Mark. Well, it's been in my briefcase like, since 2020. It was just waiting well, for me to meet you. Oh, so then we got to get some. We got to get some 2023 things. We will. We're just. We're just behind. You know what I'll do, Mark, and, and for the listeners, I will. I'll do my due diligence and, and start sending you stuff too. Oh no, I'm already, I'm already far behind. Oh, wait till I catch up. <laughs> what were you gonna say? I'm like a what? Which one? A few seconds ago, you said I'm like something. You're just a due diligence monster. <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. I'm sorry. You can rewind it. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Um, all right. Final article here. Autoweek.com, um, October of 2020. Electric MGB is another glimpse of our Gattaca-style automotive future. RBW EV Classic Roadster features a body from new MGB spare parts. This is cool. So it's it's 50s, 60s design, but it's still brand new parts, so they're not you know, they're not dirty. Um, Roadster has a 94 horsepower motor and 160 mile range, so that's certainly healthy because you're not going to take a little tiny MGB on a road trip. You're just going to drive it to your local car show. There's a cottage industry of EV converters, and it's emerging alongside the larger automakers. So this is really neat, right? There's zillions and zillions of old cars sitting in people's driveways that just need a new motor. So rip out the engine, throw in this electric motor, and you've got a working vehicle again for, for a couple grand. The automotive future, previewed in the 1995 film Gattaca, by the way, which is my favorite movie. Uh, yeah, that's a good movie. Ethan, Ethan Hawke. That's right. Favorite movie. Where classic cars from the 60s whoosh around silently is one step closer to reality. And what they did there in the movie is they, they had 60s design, gorgeous cars, you know, and people had the slick back hair and they wore dresses and suits and everything. But it was the future, so the cars were electric. Um, this isn't a conversion of a vintage car to electric drive, but it's a new EV wearing a heritage-shaped body shell from British Motor Heritage. Okay, so this is actually not plopping a new motor in your car that's been in your driveway for 30 years. This is a little better. Yeah. It's different. Um, so it's a brand new EV under the hood, but it's wearing a body shell that's shaped like a 60s car, but it's brand okay. new metal. Okay. Brilliant. The battery sits under the hood while the electric motor's at the rear. Not only does this achieve good weight distribution... Oh... Uh, but should also replace the original MGB's rear-wheel drive dynamics. Oh. oh, replicate. Sorry, it'll replicate the original car's driving dynamics. All right, that's fine. Yeah, that makes sense because there's motor at the rear and, um, or rather the weight distribution. Okay. Um, 94 horsepower motor. Uh, zero to 16 about nine seconds. So it's, yeah. it's still that vintage experience. Top speed of 80 miles an hour. Uh, patented system has the hyperdrive innovations lithium ion battery under the bonnet independent suspension regenerative braking wow 
digital gauges and a pioneer um stereo that's cool you it's a generic stereo so you can put your own stereo in instead of these evil ipads that are glued to the dashboard that tell yeah, you how I, like that. I agree yeah i like that mm-hmm what is even more exciting for us is the RBW system can be installed into other body shells, such as Austin Healey, Jaguar E-Type, Mini, and more. Each car is built to the client's personal specifications. The opportunities are endless and therefore safeguards the future of classic motoring. It's not cheap. The Roadster starts at 90,000 pounds. Yeah, I mean, but that's not a bad price for a brand spanking new MG. With 60s design and presumably doesn't that includes have labor? computers crawling all over it. Is that labor? Is that labor included in that 90 grand? I believe that's everything, yeah. Copy. Out the door. So, of course, it's more about style and a Roadster experience, right? I always say this. When I buy a convertible, I don't buy it for the convertible. I buy it for the sky. I'm just buying a metal bucket that shows me the sky while I drive to work, right? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, is this a glimpse of our electric future, where skateboard platforms allow any classic to be coupled to a battery drivetrain? Yes. Yes, it definitely is. Yeah. I, again, I just love the fact that it won't have parking sensors and lane sensors and, and what I'm calling shame on you electronics, right? I was oh. just driving a new Subaru the other day, and it was awesome, but it had all this, shame on you, there's someone in your lane! And and I've, I've heard articles before, I might have read one recently, that said uh, if you're trying to move away from a bicyclist and then the car is shaming you and yelling at you and nudging the wheel back to the center of the lane and then smashes into the bicyclist that you are trying to avoid so mark mark i gotta i gotta just stop you we are going to that sort of civilization where the car will drive you you are not driving the car you you know that it's brutal absolutely brutal this is this is the reality of where we're going Mm -hmm. and if you don't agree with that then you need to do a little research and the sad reality also is is that when you get in the car and there is any sort of decree from the powers that be that say hey you know what this guy doesn't conform the car will drive you to the police station locked inside of it and say we're very sorry but we have to we have to bring you to we have to bring you and give you severe punishment and you'll be locked and in your you know car. What? The car will drive you to the police station. Or it's, a, or it's a great idea. It's very Night Rider, and it's very cool. But I bet you, ninety-nine percent of the time, it's going to blow false alarms. Mark, we we are headed to a very scary future. You know why? This is a yeah, recurring theme on my show and in my books and everything else. It's because it's a centrally controlled mechanism where you have no recourse if you are right. innocent. Right, it's control, Mark. It's, it, everything's going to be controlled. You're going to need to sign into your house every morning when you wake up. And it's one thing, you know, it's one thing if, like, your town board or your town sheriff or something controlled the car, but it's all completely central, okay? Yeah. And and if you sign into your house, right, that's a perfect example. You know, next time we have a pandemic, heaven forbid, those Amazon ring cameras and those Amazon doorbells and those Amazon locks, there's a central server that's going to keep us all locked into our home, heaven forbid. Oh, that's that's their dream. Don't let them inch their way into your life. Don't it's buy these dream. evil thermostats. I've done millions of, of episodes on this. Um 
done millions of episodes. Don't I really, I really it. think that really, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, we've talked about this endlessly, but I think really, the first thing is, is like you got to change your mindset. None of this stuff is going to make your life better, and if anything, it's going to literally bring major detriment to your life. And and whether you believe it or not, everything is going to be monitored exactly change your mindset cousin joey said it best folks change you your mindset you, you nothing's gonna There's... be better it's all out to monitor and control it Thank really you. is this is not this is not about convenience this is about control right all of it they dangle up it's just like the capital one spyware it's a legalized piece of spyware that latches onto your web browser records everything Thing you do and read and buy and then dangles a penny in front of you oh no of i course. got six cents this month from yeah. capital one i got it's 10 a, cents it's absurd but you know what you know i see it with co-workers all the time and they just their mindset is in another place which is steered their mind has been steered in that direction on purpose and it takes somebody with a little bit of clarity to explain it to them in layman's terms like Hey, guess what? Um, what you think is this is really not this. Right. What you think is good actually isn't. You know what I mean? But a lot of people, you know what, Mark? You know, let's cut let's cut the you know, a lot of people don't care. Yeah, yeah, there's that. Well, you know, and that's that their prerogative. So that's overworked. their prerogative. That's their prerogative. They don't have to care. Because they're so overworked, right? They just don't wanna care. I just wanna come home and watch TV and I don't care because they're just so that they're overworked and they're also undereducated. Yeah. I mean, I'm a thinker, right? In elementary school, something dawned in me that said, hey, wait a minute. Why does this have to be this way? Like, why do we have to do this, right? But but not everyone's a thinker. I get that. So so it's it's up to us to, to tell people, hey, look, you know, that's actually a scam. You know, they're dangling a penny in front of you and they're claiming that, that Subaru EyeSight is for security to protect you. And I love Subaru, but you don't want that EyeSight mechanism uh, protecting you from anything. Well, the whole thing always goes back to we're trying to save your life, and that's how they market it. Right. Fear. Fear and greed, right? Always. Fear and greed. That's, I mean, fear is all, the number one seller. You're right. You're right. Every commercial. Follow closely, they have to say, follow closely by sex. Well, there's a, yeah, but every commercial has to be safe and secure, safe and secure, right? It's it's a, it's a scourge. Yeah, humanity is in for a rude wake up call, unfortunately. Yeah. Not just America, this whole planet. Yeah. So the idea here to finish up the article is: look, this is pretty <laughs> cool. This is pretty. I love cool you because it's it's not billions of sensors and it's not a centrally controlled autonomous vehicle. It's just plopping a battery into a really sharp looking '60s car that was designed when people had style and class, and. It's from a small mom and pop, too. That's another huge thing, right? Whenever there's a paradigm shift, like when we went from CRTs to flat screens, right? It's a chance for new brands to emerge and thrive. Sure. sure. So, and they say, of course, the MGB isn't the only classic. There's plenty of classic American muscle cars that have a small industry of replica parts, right? Um, couple that with a modern interior and a nice uh, head unit infotainment system. Supposedly, you can you can make your own Ford Mustang, like a 1966 Mustang, out of all brand new parts today. Is that true? I believe it is. Brilliant. From, from my knowledge, yes. 
That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I've heard rumors. Um, closing thoughts, Cousin Joey. Cousin Mark, you have brought a lot of information, which I didn't expect. Um, man, I could talk cars with you all day, but um, I think really the next episode would be even better because I think we're going to get some current information. We're really going to bring things up to speed. We're really going to... I'm going to I'm going to bring you up to speed on some things that I despise. And um yeah, yeah, some some major things that are that are quite frightening. And I think maybe there is a couple people out there that might say, "Hey, I didn't know about that." Hopefully. That's really that's really kind of like you're in my front yard shining lights in my yard and you don't even care and it's like, "Well, you need to get off my property." So to speak. that's a metaphor, but um especially with car i mean like i could tell you stories how, like how cars today talk to my dealership and tell them the exact mileage we don't we don't even have to ask the car is telling our dealership what the mileage is as soon as we ask for it oh i've heard rumors where bmw will refuse to certify your car as pre-owned if you don't get the the service intervals you don't service the car exactly when they tell you to yeah, 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 they all they all have that. Brutal. And you you understand the rev late for you understand the revenue that they generate because of that alone. Uh huh. I mean, you could get the same quart of oil off of Amazon, literally the same exact from the same manufacturer for four dollars, and then a dealership's going to cost you twelve dollars a quart. Brutal. It's just it's just highway robbery. Quite literally. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you, you freaking guy. Uh, you guy. All right, listen, I love you, and I do have to run, so I want to tell your viewers that um, I will be back whenever you invite me back, and uh, next time I will bring some good stuff for you. Hey, thank you so much, buddy. It's so great to have you on, and uh hope you folks liked Cousin Joey, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. All right, my love to your mom and your dad. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Sacrifice.